Right, we're rolling. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. This is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Social Antics after a couple of weeks off. So thanks for joining us again, Dave. How are you? Enjoy your holidays. I did, yeah. We got a little summer break. A little. It was. It was too. We should have kept on going. We shouldn't have opened up again. You didn't want. You didn't want to come back. No, September. September was the right time because as it's, we... It's actually very hard, I'd say. To, well, it proved the point very hard to get an academic or anyone working and teaching to work during the summer. I work very hard during the summer. I get all my research done during the summer. Actually, I'll have you know... Come back in September. Exactly. I come back in September when we'll be fresh and there would actually be news. There's nothing happening because every chief marketing officer, director, CEO is on holidays for the month of August. Very true. No business gets done. Very true. No, there isn't. There isn't actually a lot. We were we were kind of looking through news and trawling through different sites and yeah, the usual bits and bobs popping up. Ah, uh, there's, there's a lot of exciting. pointless news now. So apologise for tuning in after the break. This isn't kind of a great comeback or anything. It's more of a kind of a a slow crawl to the finish line. Like, we'll you know? see you next week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like there was one like like there was one article there now that um that I saw on Marketing Week who are obviously also stuck for content, <laughs> which was about Airbnb. And they basically made the point, so the headline, or not the headline, but the bit below the headline, basically said, over the second quarter of 2021, Airbnb sales and marketing expense grew by 175% compared to the same period last year to drive a 300% revenue boost. And they didn't mention the pandemic once in the whole article. It was like, oh, Airbnb... Airlines are taking passengers again. Whoopie do like it's like fucking. So say what God. was the figures again there? So one hundred and seventy five percent increase um in the second quarter of twenty twenty one compared to the same time. So that in the was second their, their quarter spend. of twenty twenty. That's a spend. Right. We start with that one. The spend of the budget that they decided to cut Cosh. that we cut. So, yes. So obviously any bit of a any bit of spend at all was going to exactly. bring that figure up. Exactly. going to bring that up, and then they say it drove three hundred percent of revenue. That is not attributed to their. 300% growth it's down to COVID and people wanting to get out of the country like that's what it is and then it's a they the cheek then later on in the article to say because then they were kind of oh people are going to give out and saying oh it was because of COVID and they threw in which you did we, well no exa- no they <laughs> didn't mention it and they said oh yeah despite um, COVID-19 there was actually a 25% increase in comparison to the same period in 2019 as if the same conditions exist now as did yeah. in 2019 people cannot Not wait to the get out of everywhere time. like yeah. it's absolutely I read the article and I was like this isn't this isn't journalism this is <coughs> great like you alright bye choking Sorry. Sorry. 10 minutes in these Dead, dead on arrival I said hard work done already yeah but uh, no I just read the article oh, and I was like if this is what they're churning out we're screwed like yeah so exciting. actually anything actually exciting uh, not in particular, but in, in kind of random, kind of stupid news, um, KFC are opening up a themed hotel in London uh, called the House of Harland, uh, where you can, quote-unquote, chicken. Brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Absolutely awful. 
Um, so to be fair, uh, the the foundation is there, uh, or the the all the profits are going to the KFC Foundation with sports and other charities and stuff like that. However, who goes to a KFC themed hotel? Like, like Brew like Dog Hotel, I can totally get a KFC. What are you gonna do? Stay like just eat chicken all the time? Like what? The, what do you what do you do? Like play to him. plenty of money to burn. They, obviously they, they obviously didn't spend much on their marketing over yeah. the last 12 months either now it's only a pop up so it's open from August 18th to 29th so anyone desperate enough mm. check you now or if anyone's in a relationship that they want to get out of the bucket now and bring your either missus or boyfriend or whatever and booked a romantic um, weekend away to the KFC hotel the KFC hotel so you can book via uh, hotels.com and it's £111 um, which is very very specific and again, all proceeds are being donated to the KFC Foundation. You say so pop-ups, well, actually. I spotted yesterday that um, Heineken Zero are putting a pop-up um, tent or, you know, kind of a set-up and they're going around Ireland in different locations and stuff like that and they're starting to push the Heineken Zero thing again, obviously, once again, trying to get back into people's heads because, as you said, they're going back out and about into the bars and back out in the, the restaurants and clubs and clubs and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think we're going to see a lot of that now in the next while because they very much advertised that, that they were popping up in really remote kind of locations, like literally on the side of a cliff beside a beach, not your usual Galway Square, Walk Square, you know, Dublin city centre. You know, they're going to rom- Is that remote. because of COVID? I don't know, but I think going on everything we've seen in terms of like, you know, pop up coffee trucks and all this kind of stuff in remote locations you know it's becoming a little bit more lax until obviously the county the county councils and city councils go and slam it all down but i think we're going to see a lot more of these kind of brands trying to get back out and about again because there was such a shift in people's shopping to go towards where it was local you know they changed their their buyer habits like you know so i think these big brands are definitely going to try and get back out and about again and get back into the face of people. Oh again. yeah, I'd imagine, I was talking to someone who works with Diageo and they were basically saying like their marketing budget was just like they couldn't do a thing and there wasn't allocated until very, very recently and now they're basically being asked to hammer home the brand again. Because like, yeah. there is, to be fair, it's an interesting time for more established brands, particularly in hospitality settings because people have completely changed their behaviour and people even like, like there was one report I saw whereby because people weren't consuming as much alcohol well sorry some people weren't consuming as much <laughs> alcohol um, um, at home people were literally going out and they were almost like trudging to the point because they weren't used to drinking over mm-hmm. such a long period of time and therefore they were buying more cocktails and things like that so like behaviour is or has changed and it just depends on who can win out that little that little kind of space I suppose but uh, I see they're that. doing very well though they're not alcoholic um or the alcohol free or whatever they call them brands those are doing quite well at the moment um, and then we spoke about it before we went on holidays um, the the kind of the so called healthier alcohol beverages or seltzers, the seltzers. And so they're the seltzers all doing are better seriously well. on the rise at the oh, moment are, like, yeah. the White Claw is like one of the biggest growing brands at the moment yeah um, but talking al- about the non alcohol fucking fizzy water. <laughs> I think Bally, I'm surprised Ballygown didn't get in the act. Not yet, anyway. We're not by a Ballygown fizz out. We, we brought up um, a few months back about the you know, the whole drama that that the Azure had with the Guinness Zero, where they had to basically throw it all down the drain. Oh yeah, they it. had to scrap it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They started promoting it again the last couple of weeks. So I even seen Dermot and Dave uh, on the radio. They were given 
you know get the Guinness cans because after we notice a contraption that you can you know basically pour it at home yourself you know kind of straight from a can it kind yeah, of yeah. compresses the can so they're they're starting to get on the, on the the move again to get to get that back out and about uh, so we probably see that popping up again as well there's a few and one that I presume is going to be a flop now I don't know but I just I, I worry about it is Heineken um, I don't think we spoke about this already Heineken launched their own stout Oh, I didn't Did see, you see that. that? No. Uh, Heineken. Sorry, I know I'm very unprofessional. I'm actually googling this here now at the moment because I wasn't <laughs> planning. No, I, was, I, was, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but uh, oh, yeah, Ireland's Edge Irish Stout. Oh, they're going Irish Stout and the whole lot there. Oh, Look at the brand. Look at the the brand. No? Very no, modern. Very no, contemporary. Yeah, they were going to drive a Guinness apparently. No, fucking best of luck to them. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought even, but even the look of it, like it's not like to be fair, it like doesn't they, look like a, a tradi- like when you said Irish stout, it doesn't, nah. it doesn't come. Across, it looks like a, a local craft beer kind of a thing, trying to be cool, funky, modern. Yeah, but that's the, it. Didn't even come like like even the craft, like it comes across as like a modern craft beer, like yeah, like yeah, the yeah. funky cans that you buy. It's it's strange. I don't know what market they're kind of going for. Hmm. Um, like I know Guinness did a huge amount of revival of their brand where it was kind of conceptualizes dusty old man, dusty old pub. Whereas they completely changed that in the last kind of ten years. So they they started bringing out. They started bringing out the likes of um, uh, the James's Great Breweries, and they, you know, they first they brought out the Hop House, and then they brought out the James's Great Breweries. Which is bringing now out. off the shelves, anyway. Which Hop House is it? Yeah, we yeah. spoke about this. Do you not listen? Do you, do you not listen back on the episodes? No, no I don't. No, no. What happened? Uh, they, they're taking. They took it off the shelves um, in the UK. I think, and they're going to take it off the shelves in Ireland. I believe. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, they definitely Guinness as a brand definitely started trying to get a bit trendy by bringing out the different versions of the the James Gap Brewery and all this. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, talking about alcohol, may as well stay on that line. Uh, one of your um idols is bringing out a new liqueur, uh, called Black Irish, uh, Miss Mariah Carey. Oh, Mariah! Yeah. What shop did you haven't spoken to her in years? <laughs> she is entering the alcohol. Wait, what did you say? What you say it's called? Right, Black Irish. Interesting yeah. name, <laughs> and you know, and uh, news I didn't know that basically it's inspired by her heritage. You know, she has strong roots now from Ireland. You know, don't they all? Yeah, they all do when it suits them. Her mother is <laughs> Irish American. Uh, it didn't say how many times removed. Uh, Irish American, and her father was half black and half Venezuelan. Hence the name Black Irish. Obviously, makes sense. Um, there, she's releasing three flavors to the market. It's already in stores, selling for about I think I saw about twenty nine dollars or something like that. Um, had a look. It's up and all. She has a couple of posts up on her page. There's an Instagram page there. Um, uh, she's she's racked up a whole fifteen thousand followers, which to me looking that at seems small. It's small. Considering it's Mariah Carey, <laughs> yeah, that's very small. Say. I nearly even go off of that myself. So she she herself has ten point one million Instagram followers, and the Four. the Black Irish now is fifteen thousand. Um, so I I would say that was a bit of a, a, a flop. flop straight away. Yeah, yeah, I'd be disappointed with that. No, to be honest um, with you. But you know, see where she goes. She's going to take over. Watch out. Um, Baileys, Baileys yeah. nah, I can't be the Baileys. Yeah. If you're after a heavy night and you need a nightcap, I was never into Baileys. That, no. Really? No, no, oh, Baileys, big ice cube, nice little glass, <laughs> unbelievable. You want those the fancy, the fancy circle ice cubes? You know the ones, you, the fancy ones. You see. No, well, not a home, like, but <laughs> if, if I was if I was out in the um, I don't know, it's a, a hotel or somewhere fancy that usually wouldn't accept my. Won't money, drop like, names yeah. here, just exactly, in case they yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh no, Bailey's gorgeous. Yeah, okay. I'll try Mariah's there. Try bottle of it this weekend. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how she has we get on. Salted caramel one there. You can try that. A salted caramel. Oh, 
Well, speaking about followers as well, another thing I saw was um, obviously. Uh, and I presume actually, I'm sorry, is it actually launched in Ireland or is it American? I don't, no, I don't think it's. Because it's, I actually think that would do very well in America yeah, and it would do here. terribly here yeah, because, like, like again, like Irish people don't like the whole "oh, I'm Irish, no, you're not, you're from Chicago." Yeah. Do you know, they, we don't like that, um, as, as especially in the way it's kind of portrayed. So, the idea that that phrase emerged from that, I tell, I don't think people are going to. People like that, yeah. And we have, and we've got babies. Why would you? Why would you why drink would you another? Try? Why would you try something else? Um, try it though. Give me a bottle of it there, and I'll drink it. I'll do. We can do a taste test do during, taste during the next episode. Yeah, so we'll bring it on. Yeah, just good luck getting into us at the moment. <laughs> Be waiting oil. Uh, um. So yeah. So we said she got a whole fifteen thousand followers. Um. Someone that done a little bit better on social media was Messi when he signed up for Paris Saint-Germain. I'm probably saying that totally wrong, am I? You're bad. You don't like sports. No, I don't. So I shouldn't no. have brought this up. I'm no, you probably right. shouldn't. Uh, German, usually. Germain, German, whatever German. it is. But basically, after very, very short time after him signing for the for the team, their Instagram account jumped over 20 million followers. Their social media manager must have shit himself. Oh, I'd say so. But it's also, like I was saying to you before, when he's applying for his next job, he'll put in his CV. <laughs> I signed it. I increased PSG social media following by 100% in 24 hours. It was all me. It was nothing to do with anything else. It was all From me. one post. Absolutely. Like. Fair play to him. Yeah, they jumped from something like 19.8 to 40.2 or something in a couple yeah, of, yeah. not very very short space time so uh, fair play to him yeah a bit more pressure to his belt the next day when yeah, he came in I've nothing to comment on really but do we should do a spade thing on sports marketing at some point if nothing to comment yeah, on you're saying that for a while now that's your area I so know. anyway I know <laughs> what has uh, what popped up for you in the last uh, couple of weeks anything exciting uh, not particularly to be honest with you um, it, so keep, the one keep it that, entertained there, keep so the one I know I would practice here like um, so one which I think was a completely pointless change in strategy well I think it's a pointless change in strategy so subscription platform OnlyFans oh, um, yeah. has launched a streaming platform and app designed to show it has more to offer than the personalised pornography the brand has become uh, famous for so OnlyFans TV or OFTV for short um, offers free original video content spanning fitness, cooking, comedy and music produced by creators for their fans to enjoy wherever they may via mobile devices, smart TVs and so on and so forth. So forth. OnlyFans itself, which I didn't actually know this, um, has grown to count over 130 million registered users and 2 million content creators worldwide, which is very, very impressive. And their strategy is clearly working, so don't bother changing. Yes, so for what they originally set up for whatever figure you just said I'd love to see the percentage of those that are on it for Porn. cooking for, Porn, yeah, for, for like, I want to I want to know how to cook sausages I'm going to not say that was a bad probably a bad <laughs> scenario I want to learn how to cook I'm just lasagna. lasagna 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 right. is good lasagna is good but, um, I'm going to go on to register to OnlyFans <laughs> never mind Jamie Oliver on YouTube I'm going to go on to OnlyFans and again you want to be you know? but that literally was the whole point of it it was these whereas content creators or chefs or whatever it was they were giving pieces of content uh, extra tutorials and all this kind of stuff basically off their platform it was just a way that they could do a bit of a paid subscription but obviously totally went down an avenue that they weren't expecting at the start and oh, yeah. probably well, it's worked out, it's worked out for them it's absolutely worked out for them 100% so as you said um, why change it but look I suppose they kind of have to you know they have to keep 
in the good books because like even Instagram didn't like when OnlyFans started being linked into the bios you know they started cracking down on it so obviously they have to look to be seen doing something you know to, to kind of combat it I but suppose. it doesn't matter I mean no because Instagram didn't like it because they're going to a different platform it had nothing to do with the fact that people were getting their bits out online like it just didn't <laughs> like there's nothing to do with that whatsoever they just don't like people it's like if you post um, if you post a YouTube link on Twitter Yes. immediately the algorithm kicks in going no don't send that out to people because that will take them to YouTube yeah. do you know it's, it's not it's not how yeah. it works like I mean like I just don't and I know they're doing publicity PR and stuff like that but I just feel if they're actually investing in the strategy it's not going to work there is there is a logic in having a Netflix or a Prime like offering for people to create content which people do pay for but it's a very tough play because ultimately you have to go on to or you'd have to build up your following on TikTok and then look to transfer that over for mm. longer form content whatever the case may be um, onto something like an OnlyFans but there's so much free content out there um, I don't know does that work for something like again cooking yoga tennis classes like I don't I don't see how that works mm. and I don't know why they're going to even bother doing it what they're doing is clearly working 130 million so, someone sitting on the board with a moral <laughs> if that's, we should set up an OnlyFans account and use it to talk about marketing if that's the route that they're going down yeah, for yeah. fuck's sake it's been a long two weeks to be honest with you no news has happened you keep an eye on OnlyFans so yeah that's your that's your job that's my no I don't have just to be absolutely clear to the dozens of people listening to the podcast I do not have an OnlyFans account neither I for, just use it neither, neither for content creation nor content viewing uh, okay um, plenty of it for free <laughs> move on there quickly uh, please we actually this is actually a throwback to the very first episode we've done all the way back I think it was around I don't know when it was last September or something like that but we spoke gone downhill since then. <laughs> we spoke about Uncle Ben's um, formerly Uncle Ben's now called just Ben's or Ben's original oh that was about the um, you didn't tell me about this sorry this is about the, the anti-discrimination it was, came from a certain heritage which was kind of racist and stuff basically like that Uncle Ben they, they rebranded uh, due to criticism that enforced racial stereotypes they're part of the Mars group the Mars food group so there's loads oh, yeah. of brands under the Mars food group that basically went down the same route of which Benz are one Benz are one and they basically changed their whole image and rebranded but since then um, I only, it only actually started kicking in here in Ireland in the last couple of months but it was rolled out obviously in the US first and then made its way over but literally uh, since then it's the first time they've brought out a bit of a campaign um, calling it everyone's original Um basically a video to me when you look at it it was like we'll find uh, we'll find every stereotype we can possibly find and throw them into the video and we're the good guys it was about you know 20 second video of those six oh, different you diverse that on yeah there was all the stupid fucking mother throwing just the on toast over her shoulder and lands in the yeah. toaster and all this nonsense look I get like, what no. they're trying to do but once again it's it's so blatant it's actually yeah. ridiculous yeah. like yeah 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 um, so yeah so basically it was as I said it was six real families all diverse backgrounds and making an array of dishes using basically uh, Ben's uh, I can't, it's actually very hard not to say Uncle Ben's but Ben's original rice uh, so look they're going to be bringing out more content like that but I just think it's once again we talked about it before those times about you know brand totally changing totally changing its image which is fine there's reasons for it but then going so PC then with all the content to try and suit in to make themselves look like the good guys when you know it's so forced it's not natural to them I'd imagine for them though it doesn't even because like I mean 
the majority of like they've got their brand built up already right so it's based on okay you've seen it on tv and then a lot of people's affiliation with ben's would be um we say your mother or whoever cooking for you when you were a young fella and it's in the it's in the cupboard and you still have that orange yeah, yeah exactly you still have that orange um orange kind of strip with the bends in blue so i like i think the um people are it's, it's a bit like um links even if they change the colors of the images you, know you still know what it is straight when i think they've got that kind of affiliation kind of built up already so look i don't think the shift in brand is going to do anything really negative for them. No, um, it it's just a bit... And, some, and to be honest, some people won't... Be, um, you know, unless they're listening to social antics, they might not have ever... They, won't even, they wouldn't even know it yeah. was changed. And, and they definitely wouldn't have known why. Yeah. So share share with friends and other people. Uh, following on with kind of this whole idea of brand building and, and creating icon, iconic brands, I read a really interesting post um, on LinkedIn during the week from Paul Durbin who is the chief marketing officer at the Irish National Lottery. I sent it on to you. Did you get a chance to read it? No. No, fair play. Uh, the article was, <laughs> it was basically around the obsession of building distinct brand assets. Um, and basically, for anyone who doesn't know what it means, it's basically clearly, clearly identifiable, uh, whether it's music, objects, logo, colours. Basically, when you see red, you think cocoa, you already mentioned links, you think black. You know, it's these clear, identifiable, um, that's a very hard word to say, identifiable, identifiable assets that, that are distinct to your brand. You've been back down home, that's your problem. What? You've got to fix your accent now again. Okay, watch it now, boy. We racial slurs there now. Boy. <laughs> last, so last January, um, the National Lottery introduced the big water slide. I'm not sure if you saw it, basically. It's a huge big water slide. Oh, I know, I know. The no, the brand, no, the branding is very, very clever. And I think. It's, a, it's a basically a distinct picture and anyone that knows it. But he stated, because they've done a lot of research into it since they brought out this water slide advert. But basically he says 72% of the adults that they surveyed in Ireland can spontaneously... Spontane- I can't speak. They're really struggling, really aren't struggling. you? Basically, they can name the brand when they see the picture. And this Say is, identifiably spontaneous. <laughs> watch it now, you <laughs> Uh, basically when they remove the brand name the logo and the tagline people are able to picture that that is the national lottery um, and that's kind of like the key that we all talk about when it comes to marketing and branding that people can clearly identify your brand when they see a part of it some of it a tagline a logo a slogan whatever it is that they can identify your brand so I thought it was a really really interesting article and basically he went on further to kind of talk about the whole area of advertising and that we have and we've talked about before about you know kind of two to three seconds to get your brand noticed and after about three seconds we start to see the attention drop and you know if a whole lot of people are watching our ad and we haven't made it clear in the first couple of seconds what brand is being talked about that basically was pointless that you know that 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 it was a, a useless piece of ad yeah it dep- see it depends right because and i don't play i don't gamble um i know i don't really play the lottery every now and then i'll go Look, I don't want to stick a work. I don't. I'll buy a few. Like, I'd love to win it. Yeah, I'm one of eight. Start to start it out. What's his name? Durvin. Durvin. Paul Durvin. Paul yeah, Durvin. If he's listening to this, start it out. Yeah. Sponsored with National my numbers Lottery. are three forty nine forty eight four thirteen. How many numbers I do I need? Some laughing if your numbers. I know. Yeah. Managing it late. Um, but the um, but no, he's right. Like, I mean, to be fair to them, right? As an identifiable Irish brand, I think they've done like their ad their advertising is very kind of um like it's boring. Like there's no symbols, there's no there's no deep meaning there. But in terms of it just being identifiable, if yeah. you walk past the there's those billboards are everywhere with the slides coming out of the apartments and out mm-hmm. the house, you know straight away 
what it is and what they're trying to communicate and stuff like that. So it's actually like, like it's not that clever, but yet because it is so simple, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like take something that's kind of out of place. People look at it, that grabs your attention, then constantly reinforce. Because they've been running that campaign now for a long time. Well, no, that's what I thought they did as well. But they literally only introduced the, the water slides, he said here, last January. And really? this article was only wrote, written in the last kind of within the last month, we'll say so. So like literally less than twelve months. Okay. Well, yeah. But, but they, it seems a, like it's been there for so long. It's no, really, it is. It is clever. And like I'm always surprised with the um, with the lottery that they don't because like the way the lottery works is that obviously you you buy your ticket and the majority of people lose and a percentage and a, of that it's goes. A, it's a to, bit of a lottery. It's I a bit of a lottery in, in in some more ways than one. Um, but then a good portion of that fund goes into projects or sports equipment grounds all that type of stuff i'm always a little bit surprised that they don't double down a bit more on that stuff from uh from like a community standpoint so like if you're an engaging like hyper localized forms of marketing so if i'm driving past um let's say a pitch out in ring matin or something like that and it's like oh this was and have it on a billboard that pit big arrow pointing over there <laughs> was funded by the national because again i think you it's do kinda, see them they're little small little plaques on the front of some of the buildings and all that this yeah, yeah. no they, they're, no they're or, small plaque but there's yeah. never any kind of celebration of it or we've done that whereas you go into tesco and there's those big blue tubes and you put yeah, the, the coin yeah, so yeah. it's it's blatantly obvious We're doing what things are going here. for all that kind yeah. of stuff so I'm always kind of surprised that the the lottery don't go down that kind of route in terms of again attention keeping their brand in the kind of mind's eye of the consumer. It's perfect. It's in every fuel station shop corner shop in the country. When you go up to the till, it's just there. Like do you mm. know what I mean? So it's one of those things that in terms of their placement, absolutely superb. Um, in terms of their ad, can't fault it. In fairness, it's one of the few ads that I would remember, shall we say, because it's so kind of bizarre. But even what makes it. What makes it more memorable is he talked about it here as well that um when they introduced the 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 music they use um if I could dream by Elvis really really identifiable there's no there's about three lines of music before Elvis's voice kicks in and straight away you hear that music you think national lottery like you know see again that wouldn't resonate with me at all I wouldn't have been if you had said to me it's the slides. I'd have said National Lottery. <laughs> yeah. If you had sh- played me well, that song, actually, I wouldn't have had a clue. Well, actually, we're saying, about. that's actually interesting because he said that 77% of people recognise the when they hear the, the opening bars of the sack, they, they think of National Lottery. But he says people have to realise and remember that many people have online ads on mute when, when they're exposed to them, so you can't rely on just the music. So that's why he was talking about the water slide, that this was added in as another piece of the, the yeah. brand architecture to, to make it memorable because like, obviously not everyone is going to listen to the I'm not sure I entirely agree with that statement I agree with the statement before when you were flicking through Facebook and people would just ha- it would be automatically on mute mm-hmm. now when people are spending more time watching YouTube uh, TikTok you're obviously going to have the sound on like no one scores through what psychopath would you have to be to score through TikTok without the sound on like true, do you know what I mean true. so the, as all these platforms have become more video orientated that kind of myth around the audio, I think it doesn't apply as much anymore in mm. my mind anyway. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was really good. It was really good. We might share it. Um, he might come on the show. Tag him in. Want... Tag him in, and he might come on the show because we need a guest because people are sick of listening to us. To to us. <laughs> he might actually talk about something you know, interesting. Yeah, I thought it was the one line that that kind of really stood out. And when we talked that, where he said that we marketers are in the memory making business. 
Yeah. Did he work for Hallmark or any of them before? He might have, I don't know. Coach for his book or yeah, yeah my have, my have. What else have you got there? Um, you keep on. You were catch- talking. You, well, you, you were kind of coming me. to the end of the story. You're not ready. You were talking about ads there. Actually, you were talking before you came Was on. I? You were talking. You said about TikTok there. You were giving they're up. Ru- they're ruining it already. Yeah. They're ruining it already. <laughs> we have literally spent the last two months, if not longer than that, saying don't ruin it. We know you've demonetized the platform. Do not ruin it with ads. For everyone listening, and they the whole are the way most here, out about infuriating ads I've ever come across. They're absolutely terrible. And it's not that there was one going forward with AIB when you opened up the app. And I was kind of okay with that to a point because it was like, oh, this is an ad. And now they're going to let me watch TikTok for hours on end. <laughs> this just pops and you don't know it's an ad straight away. And then the sponsored bit comes up the end. And it's like a square. Well, this is that like clever because you no, don't it's know not it's because an ad. I'm not for I'm, you as a consumer, but for them as a company putting out the ad it's clever because you no, watch be- more no, than you would have no if you knew because it it's pissed me off as a consumer and <laughs> marketing 101 don't what piss the off the consumer I can fucking clear. brilliant they're, is they're even better they don't it you're not a, pissed off at a brand because you don't know what it was it for was, <laughs> no but if I, I definitely I wasn't going to click on it then and there put it that way it was for an app fucking marketing only fans no <laughs> 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 no I don't remember that and they wouldn't advertise that on TikTok um, but like it, I have to say, as advertising and like non-interfering advertising goes, it was so wildly off the mark in terms of all the stuff that they've been talking about in terms of not interfering with the experience, embedding it in the um, in the feed and people being able to tag in e-commerce integrations and they're working with Shopify and their, their partnership with Spotify as well. All of these things that they were doing where they were partnering with all of the creative hubs to come together to create something which was very very seamless but still monetizable, and I saw it and I was I was like, what is this? This is terrible. I'd have done such much a better better job. Like so, now that you got me using TikTok, now you're giving out about it and you're going to move away from it. No, to be fair, I warned <laughs> you. I said it. If they put ads interfering with it, it's going to ruin it. Yeah. Already, I found myself not using it as much. I don't it's mind. So infuriating. Not that I don't mind, but and their, would... their algorithms gone to shit as well. <laughs> what are you getting now? No, Cause one what, no, because no, what? Yeah, that's the problem. So what I'm getting now is a lot of, and it was what happened with them. Um, so TikTok for me is creator first, whereas now what they're turning it into is that for every two videos that I see of, um, you know, a, a creator doing you know whatever the fucking dancing dogs or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm getting reruns of like quotes from movies or like yeah, little yeah, bits yeah, of TV yeah. shows and like old old scroll for part two and all and I'm like oh, that this is not what I'm consuming this content for and it's the algorithm since this at the start it was one of the best things I've ever come across in the last literally two weeks it has infuriated me beyond belief how bad they're getting it wrong like sorted out by tans ruining my <laughs> fucking ruining my consumption time. Yeah, no, I do agree with you. What I don't, what it's not that I don't mind, but if they're feeding ads onto it, I I wouldn't mind if you watched you know four or five six videos, then got given an ad. Obviously Only that you can six, skip. you get you six videos on TikTok in thirty seconds, depending on that. And they've also but made saying, the but now the minute you well. open TikTok, the minute you open it, you're opening on an ad at mm. the moment, which is really really bad. I think. No, it's poor. Um, I'm getting loads of ads at the moment for um. Big highlighter pens or something like that, or big boy sharp or, in the back of her pen. I must be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once again, the algorithm's gone wrong because I've never searched for them. <laughs> so, anyway, 
So um, get any other ads this week actually which weren't go on I know what you're going to bring up there it was just <laughs> before we came on so before we came on there I thought it was I thought it was quite funny now to be fair he 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 um, he um, he pointed out to me straight away so I presume <laughs> it works but you had a um, I was on the Irish Times Irish and the Times media website marketing and uh, the media and marketing the section the media marketing section which actually to be fair I don't think is actually powered by Google so you might actually be okay but the um uh, an ad popped up for Viagra Connect, which got you really fascinated. I was like, "What? Like, is there an app that you download and it like it gives you information, or does it? Do you get an alarm? Performance goes off? results. Performance is like, what is it? Does it does it log you? Is it going to your Fitbit as well? How does yeah. like what's the what's the Connect bit? I'm absolutely fascinated, and you wouldn't click on it because you were afraid you'd get more ads. Then the rest, so yeah, yeah, bad bad placement. Viagra Pfizer are Pfizer are caning it at the moment. Yeah, um, there's nothing else really that I have that popped up in the last. I shouldn't say popped up now after using that, but, <laughs> but uh, oh, it's been a bad episode back. It's been poor. Sorry, three or four listeners who are still with us. Uh-huh. Um, so in other news, then, um, and we've commented a few times about the change in kind of movie production and how it's moved from kind of theater, cinema, and so on and so forth. And there's been a huge amount of um kind of remodeling or reshaping of that industry with Disney Plus um, or Disney launching on Disney Plus kind of premieres of um, of different movies and them charging a premium on that therefore taking money or transferring money from cinema houses like some AMC Entertainment and so on and so forth back into their own kind of coffers so again we've all been very complimentary of Disney in terms of for their business and their business model this is absolute genius like it makes absolute perfect sense Um. But interestingly enough, and like all changes in industry, it's going to impact a lot of different stakeholders in a variety of different ways. But basically, um, it came out, I think it was last week, that Scarlett Johansson, who is the star of um, the latest Marvel movie, Black Widow, filed a lawsuit in the Los Angeles Superior Court against Disney, alleging her contract was breached when the media giant released the film on its Disney Plus streaming service at the same time as its theatrical debut and obviously her salary that she would have received from her studio was linked to the theatrical release and what it did on the box office and she is saying that this is basically unfair and she only got 20 million god bless her um for um uh, for doing that particular part so again it's an interesting kind of a just a bit of a little kind of um fracture in the in the chain shall we say in terms of that's not the phrase it's a different phrase but anyway um but we so, brought we brought it up in the last episode and it wasn't last week this is about three weeks old now we obviously oh, that, that was on your last your last notes that's but, it yeah but we brought it up in the last episode that um the amount of money that the box office brought in you said there the box office brought in compared to disney plus and disney plus was right up there across what it brought in across the uk or sorry across uh, america and i think canada included which is absolutely phenomenal in terms of you know. Um, now, to be fair, a lot of cinemas are closed as well. To be they, fair, they are they are, well, they are closed, but but still, I think that's the way it's going to go. To oh no, honest. it will. Oh no, hundred um, percent, absolutely. But yeah, too too right. Like obviously, her contract wasn't right, and you know, so obviously she's missed out on a, a a little bit of money. Yeah, no. Apparently, Disney have come out and called her egregious or something like. That. They basically said that she's basically giving out about her salary when a lot of people in that industry have basically been unemployed throughout the whole pandemic so they came out swinging in fairness to Disney um, so they they're were not, the ones that agreed to appear that money in the no, first place well, like, you know. no well it's Mar- I suppose Marvel yeah um, but like ultimately no there was um, 
ultimately it's just interesting again to monitor how the reshaping of that industry is going to impact again producers and so on and so forth so that whole ecosystem is being completely ripped apart and disrupted mm-hmm. um, and we mentioned even like earlier on and we mentioned a kind of a laughy and jokey kind of way but even only fans like the the growth of that content creation industry and it's, it's growing all the time with tiktok youtube previously obviously it, there's a complete shift in where the revenue or where the consumer attention and spend is going in that whole content and i'm including kind of disney in this content space and um it's gonna be very very interesting to see how that changes and over the next kind of couple of years i suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think we need to go on to we need to set up um, a tiktok we need to set up an only fans account and we need to set up a um we need to get on to Disney Plus as well. After that, <laughs> I reckon, I reckon after that we'll be very, very successful. Let's start we we'll have to start uh, doing vis- uh, recording the video then, will we? Video? Yeah. We need a new studio first. Which we there. may have in a couple of weeks. Fingers we are working crossed. on a new studio. We actually are. It's yeah. very exciting. It's going to be very exciting. We were mm. kind of thinking will we just launch again with all, you know, marketing and all new things and we just decided now nah, we'll come back and talk about <laughs> the only fans news was too important for the listeners not to hear go on what was the last piece of news there that you had for us this week the last piece i had in the news was so kind of just an interesting one more so than anything else so um reebok is being sold off by adidas um adidas acquired reebok in 2006 um uh, where it claimed the brand value stood at 1.7 billion um, euros, whereas now they reckon Reebok is worth about 750 million euros. And it's being bought by a company called Authentic Brands, who are also after acquiring Forever 21 as well. And they're expecting that this acquisition is going to go through in um, kind of early 2022. Obviously, them being a retailer, they're not going to go ahead with an acquisition before COVID is pretty much gone. See, I'm not, I'm not involved in sports like you would be. So, like, to me... Reebok to me from the outside is an old brand. It is, yeah. Like you know, I I don't see it. I don't. I actually can't picture in my head anywhere that I've seen it recently. Do you know that like you know on a, it's a sports team or whether it's a piece of clothing or whatever? I can't picture. I picture picture Nike. I can picture Adidas. I cannot picture. Reebok. No, you. It's amazing when you see some of the brands that have emerged, like the Under Armour, for example, huge brand starting from you know very mm. very low kind of market share. And these brands are really starting to kick the shit out of Reebok, do you know what I mean? And other brands as well. Now again, and that's it. Like they're not, they're not a worthless brand either. I mean, seven hundred and fifty no, million. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not. It's not pocket change either. But I think what's more interesting here is actually the the company that's looking to possibly acquire them. Authentic brands. I've never actually heard of them. Um, but they're looking to buy again. Like I said, Forever Twenty One. A few other brands that you could argue are in decline, shall we say, or have declined. Well, we we say they're in decline, right? Their, their retail presence in terms of physical store locations is definitely in decline. But oh, yeah. are they going to make a go of it then online? Are you saying Forever 21, is it? Well, any of these stores. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're obviously... The physical stores, there's only some brands that it will still work for. A lot of them now are pushing online. You know, we see so many and they're doing the TV adverts, they're doing the online advertising, but it's all towards an online store. You know, they're taking all those physical shows. The only one that I see opening up stores at the moment, and I'm seeing them pop up a good bit now lately, and we've talked about it a few times, is Gym Plus Coffee. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're popping up stores left, right, and centre. You know, in fairness to the lads, um, and it, it seems to be working for them. Oh, they're going to be a very, very, very valuable brand. Yeah. Um, so, so, like, I, I think they're, if you're opening up a physical location, there has to be something seriously, either has to be in a serious location, 
or there has to be something more than just clothes on a shelf you have to do something to bring yeah no in. it needs to be more experiential ultimately yeah. like now and now I, I would say that there is still a market for buying clothes like I kind of get I get really annoyed when people say like oh the world is now online the world isn't online the majority of retail is still done in physical um locations and depending on the industry that you speak about there's some industries where there's very very little disruption all the purchasing still happens in um in the physical store automobile would be an example of that mm-hmm. um not the second hand but first hand um so there's um the in this kind of Mac, I think there is still a space where people do want to go in and try on physical clothing. Um, like I even know myself, there are several brands that I will know the fit of if I buy something online, but other brands I won't even chance because it's like I bought uh, I bought a medium and this is like a fucking tank top on me, you know that type of thing. Like it just doesn't just doesn't work. <coughs> so I think in um. I think in relation to these brands, if they are going to start kind of reinventing themselves somewhat, there has to be an experiential element. And also, I think um, we're going to see more augmentation um, between the physical and how you can link in your physical experience with the online as well. So you can go in, scan things, buy it then later on, and don't be carrying things around with you and stuff like that. Because a lot of look brands at, aren't look at good at that. yourself in the mirror and see the clothes on you. All, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's going to be kind of the next thing. But I have to, like, I went up to a Tom Hilfiger store in, I think it was Belfast, recently-ish. Um, and they had a touchscreen kind of augmented type thing there. It was terrible. It didn't work. Mm. Awful experience. Like, it was there and I was kind of going, okay, this is kind of interesting. Haven't seen this before. And it was awful. It didn't work. It didn't scroll interactivity was poor probably wasn't very COVID friendly to be fair um <laughs> but like I mean, it just it just didn't work so i think how retail evolve or the next involvement of retail is going to be very very because we've been hearing about this augmented like in reality, so virtual you reality said, for years you, and nothing has happened it'll yet. put you off if it doesn't go right the first time like you know a lot of these kind of things well, are in testing again like yeah um a lot of these things are in testing so like it's kind of it's too late to be testing them out in the stores you know they want to be bang on if you're putting them out to the customers like yeah exactly and a lot of these like a lot of these brands are just not keeping up like if you look at kids nowadays like they're all on stock x buying buying trainers and stuff like that they're not buying things from physical retailers anymore no and to be honest a lot of them like i've heard a few people even i I was actually only i'd say in the last now it's probably been around for ages i would have no need to go on the app but i only came across it within the last 12 months but depop do you ever hear that yeah so um, basically, a lot of people are starting to use these kind of places where it's more secondhand buying and selling, swapping and you know. There's a massive trend towards sustainable fashion at the moment yeah. in that particular area, but because two reasons: one, kind of millennial, I would say younger millennium and Gen Z, um, they're not as materialistic. Yeah. A lot of them are more interested in experiences, or the materialistic is the posting the photograph and then they're getting other likes and shares and that kind of stuff. So it's not as much about it's the brand vanity, anymore. Like, yeah, it's just um, and then obviously there is the some people are sustainable or conscious about the environment sustainability and so much and so forth as well so no there was a couple of good brands the real real was one depop obviously etsy's done very very well etsy's another one, so yeah. there's a not there's a lot of growth in that particular um i would say in that particular area um and it is one of those things that you look and see is there a trend here which is going to be interesting so yeah we might cover that in more detail i wasn't really planning on talking about that but yeah you've done well all right, bye. There's a big spider behind you there, by the way. Right, we'll leave it at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much, to everyone, for listening. Uh, you can follow us across social media, and we'll be back again next week. We'll take try care. anyway. We might take another holiday because this did not go well. So, I suppose you're in the pandemic, you're still on break. Exactly. Good luck. Bye, later.